Hello, I'm Kendra Von Esch, and you are listening to my 10-minute daily podcast, Reality Reflections. I bought into what this world said would make me happy. Money, prestige, power. And hey, if it feels good, do it, because life is stressful, so party hard. Do whatever makes you happy. But that didn't quite work out, because I felt even more insecure, full of fear, shame, and anxiety, and never, ever good enough. Then God found me and flipped my reality upside down and transformed my life. And I want this for everyone. So I left my executive career to help others find true acceptance, supernatural peace, joy, and love that only comes from a relationship with God. Here is my reality reflection for today. So, are you hanging on every word that Jesus says? The readings today made me really think, what words am I hanging on to? Is it the words of people on YouTube, or people on Twitter, on social media? I don't know, maybe it's Parler, maybe it's Rumble. I don't watch the TV news anymore. But I have been finding that I've been hanging on those words more than Jesus's words. So in the gospel today, Luke chapter 19, verse 48, the last sentence, all the people were hanging on his words. This was when the Pharisees were around the temple trying to find a way to murder Jesus. But they couldn't because all the people were hanging on his words. Why am I not hanging on his words? Why am I listening to the world and listening to people, many of whom are lying and trying to find out the truth of the world and not falling back on God's word? It's been happening slowly but surely. The more I go to him, the more I read the Bible. As a matter of fact, just today, this morning, I decided to read Revelation. We're going through Revelation over and over, day after day, and I started from the beginning, and I just want to read the whole thing. When was the last time that you picked up a Bible? There's a lot of audio Bibles out there, too, if you're not much of a reader. But hanging on his words, the living, breathing word that we find peace and love and the promise of Jesus to go to heaven. There's such beautiful, beautiful lessons. And every time I read the Bible, something new comes to me at just the right moment that I need it. It was funny because someone had said, hey, go read Revelation 2.9. And I accidentally went to Revelation 2.2. And he was talking to one of the churches and saying, hey, you're doing good deeds, but you've lost that love for me. You've lost that love and feeling. <laughs> Sorry. But it's true. How many of us have lost our love for God's word in the Bible? Another one was the psalm in the readings today. 
How sweet to my taste is your promise. How often do we lose hope and forget the promise in Jesus Christ? How often do we let this world bring us down and suck us into desolation and despair, worry and anxiety, anger and frustration? Lately, it's been frustration and lack of patience for me. I want things now. I want them done. Come on, God, hurry up. (laughs) Hurry up already. I'm sure you're like that with other things, whether it's the worldly politics or it's your family. God, please hurry up and save my son, daughter, mother, father, sister, brother, cousins, aunts, uncles, friends, any relative, any people that you meet. Help heal them, your coworkers. Help, Lord, help now. We just must trust that God's timing is perfect. Perfect. Ours is not. And so, back to the readings, right? Do I love him? How sweet is his taste? How sweet to my taste is his promise? And the last was the Alleluia. My sheep hear my voice, says the Lord. I know them, and they follow me. So it's not just a matter of hearing his voice and hanging on his every word, but we must react. We must have some sort of action to walk toward him, to love others, to love ourselves, to walk away from temptation and the world, the things that we might be attached to. Maybe it's a matter of detaching. Maybe you're too concerned about what people think of you. Maybe you're too worried about that coworker or the people that you work with. Maybe you're always questioning your worth, your value, and comparing yourself to others. Or maybe it's just that you're so angry at the state of the world right now that you're lashing out at the ones that you love. The ones who deserve your peace and Jesus flowing through you. How can we be a good witness of God if we're letting the world bring us down and make us angry and taking it out on everyone who is closest to us? Or... Maybe you're not able to deal with what is going on in the world, so you have taken up alcohol and drugs and you're doing other forms of sin that give you that stress release. Maybe it's pornography. Maybe it's self-gratification. Maybe it's eating a lot of food and trying to get that release in an endorphin rush that is in the now and is of the world. Instead of taking that time to cut yourself away from whatever it is that is making you feel that way and is causing you that stress because it's not God. God is not one that puts anger and resentment and fear and anxiety into us. It's the evil one. I've said it before and I'm going to say it again. We have the power in Jesus' name to cast out this crud out of our lives. We do. We have 100% authority 
over our own bodies. This deliverance prayer works if you truly have a heart. You truly have the heart to walk away from the sin and you truly want God's will to be done. What do I mean by that? And I'll say the prayer in a second, but what do I really mean by that? I've held on to sin before. I've even used deliverance prayers when I didn't really mean them. (laughs) I'm standing in front of the cabinet in my kitchen, and I want those Oreos. I want them, and I want them now. Although I just murmured my prayer in the name of Jesus Christ, I bind the spirit of gluttony, and I command you to go to the foot of the Holy Cross for Jesus Christ, pour his precious blood on you, and to receive your sentence. But in the end, my will I don't even think this was an evil thing. I wanted them. And I wanted them now. So guess what? That didn't work. And evil knows when your heart is not in it. So you can say those deliverance prayers all day long. But if you truly are going to override it and go into that cabinet, I was going to say fridge. I don't keep my Oreos in the fridge, by the way. They're in my cabinet, in my pantry. I'm going to go in and get them anyway. So this is where humility comes into play. And we all have to be humble. And you could also have this, if if you're gonna be angry with someone, if you wanna tell someone exactly your opinion and get in their kitchen, try to control their lives, tell them how to do whatever it is that they're trying to do because it's not your way, that's your will. Or it could be the spirit of control. And in that case, you have to want to be humble enough to give it to God, to take it over, to do his will, to live in the spirit of God. That humility thing, it has to be there. We cannot officially transform permanently without God. We need his grace. We need his strength because we are weak, people. We're weak. Don't be thinking that you're pathetic and you don't have a good willpower. It's because you're pathetic because you're not asking God to help you. You're not humble enough to ask the Lord to come into your life and help you fight. That's what it is. That's what humility is. It's not pride is thinking you can do it yourself. Pride is getting mad at yourself, telling yourself that you're so pathetic. You have no willpower. You're never going to get better. You're not called to be holy. I guess this Jesus thing ain't for you. And that's such a lie. We need God's help every day, all day. So if there's something that is preventing you from hanging on God's word, and I wrote these down, hold on, hanging on God's word, all people were hanging on God's word. My sheep hear my voice says the Lord, I know them and they follow me. And how sweet to my taste is your promise. That's the difference. If we don't have God first, if we don't love God with our hearts when we do call out for his help, it's really praying in vain. Praying needs to come from the heart. Otherwise, our lips are just moving. It's in the Bible. You know, That book we should be hanging on every word. (laughs) It's not a guilt trip I'm trying to throw on you here. I'm trying to help you live a more peaceful life. Help you walk away from the things that are not doing that. 
and to choose the better part. To be a little Mary in your Martha day and to hang on his word and to call on his name and to be humble and ask for his help. So what's that last deliverance prayer? In the name of Jesus Christ, I bind the spirit of lust, impurity, addiction, anger, fear, anxiety, obsession, harassment, depression, gluttony. And I command you to go to the foot of the Holy Cross for Jesus Christ to pour his precious blood on you and to receive your sentence. Then we must fill ourselves with God's beautiful virtues and graces. That prayer is, Father, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, please fill me with your blessings. Fill me with your peace, your love, your joy. Fill me with more faith. Fill me with purity, temperance, which is self-control. Fill me with kindness and generosity, love for my neighbor. Fill me with confidence and trust, the opposite of the vice that you just cast out of your life you should be asking to be filled with. Fill me with your joy. All righty, everyone. Find some time to meditate on the readings today and see what God's asking you to do. And when, this, when you're into this weekend, so I won't talk to you till Monday, why don't you try to find one thing that you can just walk away from that you know messes with your peace, that you know makes you angry, right? Or gets you frustrated or something. Just kind of cut it out for the weekend. You can come back to it next on Monday, right? After the weekend. But just try to love your family and be present and be where God is with you right now and every moment over the weekend. Okay, everyone. I love you all. Have a blessed and inspired day. Take care.